Radio shows you love from the people you know. This is Sam Talks Technology. Hello and welcome again to uh, Sam Talks Technology. We're here today with, um, well, my old boss, I should say, um, but also a good friend, Nuri Bernard Hassan. Hello, Nuri. Hello, Sam. How are you? Uh, very well. It's been many, many, many years since we last spoke, yep. actually. It really has. It's, uh, it's great to catch up with you. Thanks for uh, having me on the show. No, I'm, I'm really glad you could make the time. Um, Nuri, um, apart from those lovely walks that you used to take me around um, uh, at Winnish, um, I, I really did appreciate you being my boss. I think you saved my career many a time in Microsoft. So uh, it's my only first time to say that to you, maybe. I, I don't think you ever... <laughs> That's so kind. Thank you. I don't, I, I'll be honest. I don't ever remember being that useful, but it's kind of you to say. <laughs> well, you, you made me last a few more months than I think I would have done otherwise. Um, what are you doing today, though? You're not in Microsoft. We'll cover off what you did in Microsoft. What are you doing today? What's your role? Oh, yeah. So um, I joined Amazon um, coming up for nearly four years ago. Well, uh, middle of next month is my four-year anniversary. Um, came on board to um, do analyst relations, which is kind of what I did at Microsoft. is one of the roles. And currently, I, I do analyst relations for everything that is not Amazon Web Services. So my sort of title is head of corporate analyst relations. Uh, the reality is I spend probably you know, 75% of my time working on devices and Alexa, okay. and then the rest of it on the retail side. So uh, for those who don't know, what, would your, what, what is your role there for? What are you there to influence analysts, to uh, brief them early? I mean, what is your role? I mean, what, how, how do you know that your role has been effective, I guess? Yeah, exactly. It's um, I, I think of it more as education. Um, obviously, influencing is is part of the part of the remit, but I think you know you, it's hard to influence without um, educating at the same time. Um, quite often, analysts will reach out. You know, when they want to have uh, details fact checked and uh, corrections made, and um, more often than not, as well, we'll will engage on sort of research positions where you know they they've come up with an idea, and then we have to have have the debate around how feasible is that idea. So, you know, it's helping them with uh, information so that they can make sound recommendations to their clients. Okay. And you say you focus more around the Alexa stuff than anything else within the Amazon world. Yeah, that's right. Sorry, my Alexa just went off in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I have six in the house. It, it, it's bound to go off sometime, somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Better mute them all. There you go. Uh, that would be probably because I'm talking to you. That might be wise because we might mention the word Alexa a few times in this conversation. Just call it her, maybe or a. <laughs> Madam A is what I've been referring to them on the radio because when, when you when you mention it, it sets off everyone else's Alexa. So I've had to call her Madam A now. <laughs> okay, let's do that. I'll I'll, I'll live with that. Good. Um, so the Alexa itself has been a phenomenon. I mean, have you four years? So that's pretty much the time frame of Alexa, really, isn't it? Yeah, more or less. Yeah, um, it's been around a little bit longer than that, but uh, but yeah, it's it's certainly taken everyone by surprise. Uh, not least of which uh, is Amazon. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear it was a side project to begin with. It wasn't meant to be a main driver. Well, I wouldn't. Not sure I'd characterise it as that. Oh, it was always okay. sort of seen as this big ambitious idea. But you know, Amazon's doing these sorts of things all the time. It's it's a little bit mind bending when you know you get disclosed on stuff that the labs are working on and you know some of it is a hit like alexa and some of it never sees the light of day but okay there's just this constant pushing the boundaries all over the place it's it's pretty pretty 
mind-bending, as I said. Yeah, I mean, this week there was a, a great video um, out on LinkedIn from Jeff Bezos on being interviewed on CBS from 1999. Um, uh-huh. and, and what in it was fascinating was his, um, when asked, you know, are, are you a web company? You know, this is in dot one oh, And he said, no, we're not really a web company. And, and the interviewer was quite surprised. He said, no, I'm, we're only focused laser-like on customer experience and customer happiness. And, and you go, because they were talking about the fact they were buying warehouses and they were getting into other things. And you're saying, but I thought we were just, you know, a web company. And it shows, I guess, what the Alexa is, for me anyway, as an Amazon customer, a prime customer, is just another more convenient way of using Amazon, getting, getting stuff from Amazon, like orders, but also being happy through prime music and stuff like that. Well, I'm glad you're a happy customer. I'm glad uh, <laughs> the conversation would have gone south rapidly if it had been the other way. So. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, the reason why I mention it is because um, I do think voice commerce is, is, is a massive game changer. I, 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 it's the first time I got it. I think I had an Alexa maybe two and a half years ago. And that sounds about right. Um, and I remember sticking it down and asking it to play music, and it instantly played. And at that moment, I went, Wow because I'd had Siri before, which was fundamentally rubbish and still is. Um, and it was that game changer, the same as when I first saw an iPhone, first time I saw the web browser, first time I saw email. It was that fundamental for me anyway. Yeah, well, no, I think it's, you know, the, the Amazon view is, you know, voice is the future. And, you know, we're not, we're clearly we're not alone. There's a, there's a lot of other very strong players out in the marketplace. Um, and I'd say, you know, the, the tech is good. But it's still got a long way to go, uh, and uh, before it becomes really kind of what's the right word seamless. You know, there's still there's still too much friction um, in using using voices like your primary, I'll call it operating system, for want of yeah. a better phrase. I mean, and, but that will change. Yeah, I mean, well, again, I'm not asking you to comment because it, I don't know how public domain or not this is, but I will say it. Uh, you bought a chip company which is public domain and. That ch- allegedly, that chip company is going to allow um, Alexas to have local processing, which will remove the latency, which will be one of those frictions, I guess, that we have. And I, um, anyway, I, I said it. You can't say anything back, so that's a stupid question. <laughs> I'm just thinking. I'm trying to get questions that I know you can't answer. It, it must be very, <laughs> it's very frustrating. Well, it's, fun, got, it's, it's really funny because I work in the communications department for a company that doesn't really like to communicate much. So. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's only more se- it's second secretive to uh, Apple. I think I think Apple's the most secretive company. I think. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I think Amazon's not far behind. I mean, I don't think Jeff does many interviews these days. I haven't seen him anywhere, um, and I don't. I don't really see many Amazon executives anywhere at conferences or anything, apart from their own ones, which. Um, I think there's one, the big one's coming up, isn't it, called Mars? Yeah, Remars, that's right. Yeah. Remars, okay. Remars, yeah. It's, uh, it's coming up first week of June, uh, June 4th, I think it starts, yeah. I'll be out there for that. So, so Are you speaking excited. or just attending? Oh, no, they don't, let, they don't let me speak. They don't want me to speak, <laughs> and probably rightly so. No, I've got, uh, I've got some meetings and stuff at, uh, at the event. So Mars stands for something, doesn't it? It's... Um... Yeah, it's machine learning, artificial intelligence, robotics, and space. Space, SpaceX. Um, uh, no, Blue Origin. <laughs> okay, so, oh yes, <laughs> Elon Musk is SpaceX. Oops. Correct. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. 
so again you're not going to be able to tell me anything about what's going to be announced at Mars. so i can't really ask you anything um yeah sorry about that yeah, that's right. no, interview, I, isn't it? Yeah. I, well no i knew in <laughs> advance it would be like that so um so apart from the alexa do you work on any other parts of alex uh, amazon as well are you responsible for anything else inside yeah sure um everything to do with retail so you know that that's sort of spans everything from dot com through to transportation logistics um, warehouse operations to the extent that there's anything there. Um, I also do some stuff on the corporate corporate side. So um, can't really talk about that, but uh, that's probably a small slice, about 5% of my time. Okay. Um, and when it goes back to retail, probably the biggest piece I work on is the B2B side of Amazon called Amazon Business. Now, this is something I haven't that. really come across. No, I mean, I, I know Amazon Marketplace. And, and what is Amazon Business then? It's basically uh, the Amazon experience, but for corporate procurement. Okay. So, you know, so if you want to, you know, it has all the sort of things that, uh, you know, classic procurement systems and sourcing systems have, like workflow authorizations, uh, multiple users, curated catalogs, bulk buying, volume discounts, and all that sort of thing. And, you know, it's it's a relatively early days, but the, it's doing really well. I mean, I think it's they've been going four years and they're already a ten billion dollar business. Wow! Yeah, Jeff Bezos doesn't really go into small businesses, does he? No, no, that's it. So everything has to has to has to uh, be capable of being scaled. But what what is interesting is he has. I mean, Google called them moonshots, but most of their moonshots actually haven't taken off. But nearly everyone at Jeff's has. I mean, AWS. I guess was a moonshot. Um, Alexa is a moonshot. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and even even getting into, I think he bought more planes recently. So Amazon deliveries um, uh, taking on UBS and uh, DHL. It looks like. I mean, it seems he goes into every bit area and he seems to succeed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, on the planes thing, I'd probably characterise it a little bit differently. It's, it's they're leasing them, um, and it's really more to augment. Uh, carrier capacity that UPS and FedEx have today. So it's it's not a replacement play. It's, a, it's an augmentation play. Okay. So um, has Amazon Pharmacy launched yet? Is that a launched business or is that still a going to launch business? I've not heard anything about that, to be honest. Okay. I know we did the pill, pill pack acquisition went through, but... Uh, yeah, that's what I was thinking. So <laughs> in that sense, that's home delivery of pharmacy, isn't it? Or um, mm -hmm. So I just wanted to... Because I haven't seen any more of that. It hasn't seemed to roll out. So I didn't know if that's a, a live thing that I haven't seen, a bit like Amazon Business, or it's, it, it is live. Uh, yeah, you know, you've, you've got me on that one because I, I don't actually know the answer to that. Sorry. That's fine. Um, have you uh, been into the Amazon Go stores yet? Oh, of course. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, the, uh, the very first one is at the bottom of my building. So I okay. got to go there <laughs> before I open to the public. So it's great. I get lunch there maybe two, three times a week. What was the first time experience going in there for you? Did you did you go in and walk out and feel like you were a shoplifter? I mean, what was it? Totally, totally. And even to, to this day, it still feels a bit like legalized shoplifting. <laughs> I you know, half expect to get a hand on my shoulder as I'm leaving the store, you know. <laughs> <laughs> How to cut, cut your career short. No, really, I wasn't stealing from you. Um, That's right. Uh, the, the, the way it works, though, is really fascinating. It's got sensors on every shelf, from what I understand. And mm -hmm. fundamentally, when you lift stuff up, it's pretty much uh, working out what you've purchased. And then it goes through, I guess, your Amazon Prime account or 
maybe there's an internal yeah, it goes, one. It, yeah, it goes through your Amazon account. Um, so you, there's a separate app that you download, the Amazon Go app, which is linked to your primary Amazon account. And then when you leave the store, a number of seconds later, you'll get a receipt, which will basically you know, obviously explain everything you've bought. And if there's any errors on there, you can self-refund. Wow. Okay. Now, there was a slight issue in California where they put a rule in that says that it can't be totally cashless because it was excluding people. Um, I, I'm sure you're aware of that. Is that something yeah, that yeah. You, you're, um, well, you're having to comply with? But I guess the original whole goal of Amazon Go was to make it a totally cashless, you know, pick and go environment. Exactly. Yeah. So um, I, I hear rumors, maybe that they're only rumors. Is there any plan to internationalize Amazon Go, maybe in London? I, uh, you asked me the questions I don't have answers to today, Sam. That's, um, <laughs> no, I'm not that's, doing well here. So. No, no, no. Look, hey, I, I'm fully aware. For those, everyone who's listening, um, Nuri cannot go and make public statements on this radio show. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, just can't. Okay, so I, I may ask you questions that you cannot answer in that as equally very good because that's just fine um i do understand how it works um okay well when it does happen and it is bound to happen at some point i look forward to going to my amazon go in london or wherever it may be um well great i think i think you'll have fun with it, it, it I, I guarantee you will feel so weird the first time you walk out of there with whatever it is you're, you're carrying away and you'll, you'll look over your shoulder i bet you <laughs> no yeah, yeah no I, I i will certainly be looking over my shoulder or that and my wife will be like uh, visiting me in some sort of penitentiary if not um, <laughs> no no stay out of pokey don't do that yeah yeah uh, no some sound too pretty for it but that's another story um, <laughs> i'll go in there <laughs> i'll go there um okay so amazon's been i mean an amazing experience for you and um i think well two of the things i uh, i want to um find out about um is what does amazon's are you head of international as well, or are you just US only? No, it's global, yeah. It is global. So I'm going to say something you can't answer, but I'm going to put it out there. <laughs> I have a prediction for this year, two predictions for Amazon. I'm just going to say them. Everyone knows them. There will be a new phone from Amazon. That's, that's my prediction. You don't have to answer that. Uh, Business Insider covered the story uh, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I think Amazon will buy Marks & Spencers. There you go. Interesting. All right. Well, I'm writing these down, and uh, if these come to pass, then I'll be the first person to send you a bottle of champagne. Thank you very much. I look forward to it. Around October would be <laughs> nice, you know. Um, <laughs> so let's let's cover off a few more things. How did you get into this mad, mad world of tech and business? I mean, where did it all start for you? Um, well, it's probably from a misspent youth. Uh, ended up doing a bunch of random jobs, and then one day I thought I need to get a life, so I trained as a programmer, thinking that would be a kind of good creative outlet um, because I kind of did a bit of music as well when I was younger. Um, so I trained as a programmer, learned COBOL and basic. And my first, uh, first uh, assignment was as dull as watching paint dry. And I realized maybe programming isn't for me. So then I basically moved through the, the usual sort of um, job roles. I went into, into support and into consulting and then into networks. And, you know, we're talking, what are we talking, early 80s at this point. So, right. yeah, and I was working for a, a reseller in the UK, a company called Planning Consultancy, who's now defunct. Well, they were very big at the time. I mean, it, there was you and Computer Center, the two big players, I guess. 
There was, and there was another one. It was MBS, my, my, Micro Business Systems or something. Yeah, but they, they, right, they were no one knew them. Yeah. Okay. You were in, why do I think the address was something to do with Pall Mall? It was. It was Pall Mall. So that was a, that oh. was a joyous time. Where did that uh, come from? What does what come from? That memory of what your address was. It's some reason it came came to with it. I remember I had that to That is go, weird, isn't it? Yes. I don't know why they come from. Um, yeah, so planning consultancy. I mean, you, uh, you, what role did you have there, just out of interest? I did a whole bunch of things. I was there for 10 years. I, I was, like I said, I started out doing uh, development, then went into support, and then consulting, uh, and then back then when local area networks were all the rage, I became a network consultant and installer. And basically, long story short, I ended up running tech services for uh, all of the, the field-facing uh, systems engineers. So I was like the SE, SE manager for the company by the time I left. And, and how did you end up in Microsoft? <laughs> um, slowly. <laughs> it took me five years to get in there, but eventually five, I did. Um, five and I kind years. Of would have been a very different world had I got in in 1988. When I, yeah, really? Five years of applications. But, but yeah, I got there in 93. Um, just as they were about to launch Office 4, uh, which was, if you probably remember, is the one with the uh, with Ole and uh, the consistent toolbars and all that stuff. Oh, and so yes, they, they brought me on to run the desktop systems engineering team um, and uh, spent uh, a total of 16 years there, in, in both in the UK and in the US. In fact, it's, I'm in the US thanks to Microsoft, so uh, eternally grateful to that company and always will be. Yeah, well, I I have a photo that I posted on Facebook about a year ago, um, which had all of us system engineers in it. Um, you, me, uh, Nick Grief, uh, Nick McGrath, um, Mark Isles, Vatro Papovic. Um, I'll send it to you if you haven't got it already. Oh, please do. I'd love to see that. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I think I, uh, think I had hair back then, didn't I? Yes. I, I don't. I don't know right now, but yes, you did then. Yes. Yeah, pretty sure I did. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'd love to see that. Thanks. Yeah, I was seeing it straight after this. Um, but it was it was funny because I, I speak to Mark Arles. He's over in Australia. Um, in fact, quite a few. I, do you remember Paul Barge? Yeah, I do. Yeah. So Sophie, to, yeah. yeah, Sophie, Vatro, Paul Barge. I mean, there's a whole, there's about 10 of them out there now. Um, Martin Gregory's out there. So, yeah, it looks yeah. like Australia's the place or America. I had no um, idea. I didn't realize Vatro was there. I, I ran into Mark Isles at uh, reInvent last year, funnily enough. Okay. I haven't yeah. seen him since, since way back, so, but he's looking well and seems like he's enjoying life as an analyst. Well, yeah, that and the fact that he's the Australian triathlete team. He, he's over 50s. He, does, he competes for the Australia. Wow. Wow. That's impressive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it makes me feel very sluggish over here right now. Um, yeah, me too. <laughs> so, um, Microsoft, did you you didn't stay as a system engineer all that time? What did you do after that? Did you move? Yeah, around? no. So uh, let me let me think. If you, you might remember actually, uh, just about when the internet was taking off, uh, when you were at Netscape, I think I was I was kind of the internet lead uh, for the UK sub. Yep. And I do remember at least on a couple of occasions where we'd be doing these big boardroom presentations and. I'd be sitting outside wondering, what are you telling them? What are you telling them? <laughs> <laughs> that's competitive bids. So, so anyway, so that's a long-winded way of saying it. Um, had a modicum of success um, with uh, uh, Internet Explorer and all things uh, Internet that the, um, the Windows team here in the U.S. brought me over 
to uh, join uh, Global Windows Marketing, and that was back in '97. And uh, I took the job thinking, you know, it'd be great get a couple of years of U.S. experience on the CV, and then then go back. And I'm still here, 22 years later. Wow. So, are your kids speaking American? Yep. Yep. I have one uh, one daughter, and she's the only family member with an American accent. Okay. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, talking of. Uh, Internet Explorer. I mean, talk of the irony. I think it was last week, um, Microsoft launched uh, Internet Explorer Edge with a Chromium uh, code base onto the Mac operating system. Yeah, it's, isn't that wild? I mean, my God, how things have changed since those days. I mean, it's, you know, like nowadays, everything's just kind of open, collaborative, and it's, it's all about giving customers choice and sort of breaking down boundaries. It's, it's, a, it's a wonderful thing. You know, I think, I think Satya Nadella has done just an absolutely phenomenal job. He has. I mean, I, um, I, mean, I think he's, he's, he's just totally turned that company upside down. I mean, uh, I think this week as well, they announced Windows 10 has got a Linux distro yep. included. Yep. I mean, yep. You know, that would Amazing. never have happened. Oh, no. Gosh. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, chalk and cheese, worlds apart. Yeah, I mean, the one thing I do think with Microsoft, though, is that they are, they're focusing, I think, well, they must be, and I know you don't do anything with AWS, so, you know, it's not a competitive thing, but clearly um, the cloud wars is now the next thing. You know, we had the browser wars, which we were just touching on. Uh, cloud wars between Google, Amazon, AWS, and Microsoft Azure seems to be the next big battleground. Yeah, it is, yeah it's, and it's been that way for a while, I think. Um, and we'll, I see no end in sight, to be honest. And, uh, you know, like all things, even with voice assistants, there's plenty of room for lots of winners. You know, it's a big enough market. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the voice assistants market is massive. And I, I actually, you know, I'm not saying it because you're on the radio here. Um, I actually do genuinely mean it. I do think of the three platforms that are out there, it's going to be Amazon that wins this one. Um, I, I talk about the fact that Google owns the knowledge graph right now. I mean, because of search. But I think Amazon owns the e-commerce graph. I mean, if I wanted to buy a bottle of something or a, or a T-shirt, I wouldn't go to a Google Home Assistant and ask it to do it. I wouldn't know where it would deliver it from. I don't think it has any of that capability, and I don't see any of it coming down the track right now. Um, whereas music and uh, films or, or other things like Audible books, you know, they, they all have that similar... Um, standard base, but it's Amazon has that e-commerce base. I think it's its key differentiator. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's I think as of today, I think that's a fair statement. I mean, uh, it's it's a it's a wonderful way to not only just interact with the Amazon uh, side of things, but you know all the other skills that are out there, like you know ordering an Uber or a Lyft or a Domino's pizza or what have you. Or, you know, it's it's one of those engaging kind of devices which makes it more uh, of a family affair versus. Uh, an individual affair. You know, you've, you've probably seen pictures of you know, three family members on a on a sofa, all sitting there with their headphones on, not interacting yeah. with each other. Yeah. But then you get like a, a an Alexa-enabled device, and then all of a sudden, everyone's together. So it's a good thing. Yeah, I, I bought one for the in-laws um, for last Christmas, and we drop in on them now, which is is great fun because they don't expect it. Um, <laughs> And they're shocked every time we do it. It just is quite good. <laughs> Hello. Uh, now, and I've also got an, an Amazon Connect, which is great as well. So we don't have um, handheld phones anymore, you know, landline phones. We just use our uh -huh, Amazons. Uh -huh. So great. it works really well. Yeah. 
Uh, thank you, Amazon, Brilliant. once again. Um, you are a, you are a poster child for Amazon, Sam. Thank you. Sadly, I am. If 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 you ever need a beta tester, I'm your man. By the way, just in case, <laughs> okay. I thought I'd put that out there. Well, I don't. Well, hey, I don't get to talk to anyone in Amazon ever, so this is my only chance to sort of you know get my name on the list if there is a list anyway. I'm right. I'm writing a name down right now. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, Thanks never send it to him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So okay. So uh, with 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 the Microsoft to Amazon move um, in Microsoft itself though. I mean, what have you seen that you think has changed that, you know, we talked about such, it, it can't be just one person has changed that whole culture. Is it? You know, I, I mean, I've been gone from there for 10 years. Um, Cause really? I ran my own consulting. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, uh, as a, as a full-time employee, I, yeah. I did a bunch of consulting there before coming to Amazon. Um, but I'd say the, what I've observed is more anecdotal than firsthand, but literally just last night I was uh, having dinner with uh, a friend who's been doing a lot of uh, staffing sourcing for Microsoft for the last 15 years. Right. And we were chatting about this and he made a really interesting comment because he said, you know, years ago, every time I'd go and see a client to pitch a job or whatnot, eight times out of 10, they would ask me, how can you help me get a job somewhere else? And he said, for the last five years, no one says that. So like the, the whole kind of mood within the company seems to have changed where people are really kind of happy to be there still uh, now. I mean, unlike in the old days. And that to me, I thought was, was pretty profound. Yeah. And I think that also comes down to the share prices moved, the needle moved. I think Steve Barmer, unfortunately, oversaw a company that just didn't move the share price and missed most of the technology trends. I mean, they missed out badly on mobile. Yep, that's for sure. That's for sure. Um, Apple, do you, do you have any dealings with Apple, or, or is it just as a Not consumer? Personally. I, I have an iPhone, but that's as far as it goes. Okay, you, you won't be for long. You'll have your Amazon phone soon. We know that. <laughs> <laughs> I've, even, I've even got a name for it. You know, I've, I've gone that far down my thinking. It's Amazon Phoenix. Oh, go on, The Amazon it's Phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah. Very funny. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's rising from the, fire. from the fire. Yes. Very good. So uh, you can take that one. You know, when you have All your right. next meeting with Jeff, just pop that in. Quite happy. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Because, you know, they always call me into these branding kind of decisions. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I had that feeling and that inkling that, you know, they were just waiting on your next thoughts, really. Um, and that would be it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, outside of outside of this world of tech and business, um, you do something else. You you were in a band you mentioned earlier. What, what what's happening with the band? I think a reunion, possibly. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's an insanely serendipitous story, but um, I'll try and keep it short. Um, so back in the late seventies, I had a band, um, and we kind of got signed to a label. We did a bit of touring, and we recorded uh, one album, and then we split up about a year or two after that. And then, you know, we all went our separate ways and completely forgot about it. And uh, again, I'll spare you all the details, but about two years ago, uh, it transpired that that album was actually wildly popular um, with sort of the underground mod scene in the UK. And it had been bootlegged four or five times. It had been played on you know, one of the top mod radio shows for the last decade. Wow. And and so when, uh, you know, they finally tracked us down, it was, the reaction was just like, oh, my God, we found you. We found you. And it's like, what, well, what's up? You know, um, and uh, we got offered a gig. 
So last August, the four of us, for the first time in 37 years, <laughs> uh, spent three days in a rehearsal studio in Bethnal Green. And then on that Friday night, we did a gig to a packed house. People had come from all over the country with copies of the original vinyl, plus copies wow. of the bootleg vinyl. Uh, were you aware of any of this before? No. No, until until they you know rediscovered us and we that gave us the impetus to you know even see if we old codgers could dust off these songs from forty years ago. And what's the name of the band um, if people want to look it up? It's called the Touch. The Touch, and you said the it was touch. on Facebook still, Sonny. It is, yeah. So we're we're, we're definitely taking the low tech route here. We're not sort of doing websites and all that malarkey. But the URL is the the Touch Mod Band, all one word. So it's facebook.com whack the touch mod band so uh, so after that gig we uh, we decided that that was a that was a lot of fun and so we started recording a new our first new album um, oh okay four- sorry i've just gone to the website there okay have you seen the header photo i put it there yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's a young young nori there it it is a young i was uh what was i 18 i think it was yeah wow in your, uh, what was that? What do they call those jackets in those days? Carrington jacket. Yeah, yeah, yeah lovely. Sorry, <laughs> I did, for those who, uh, you need to go and see this website it, or, or this Facebook page. It's wonderful. Anyway, sorry, I interrupt. So you, you've got a reunion coming. Well, yeah, so we've recorded a new album, which is uh, 14 songs. Uh, nine of them were written when I was between 16 and 18. And then uh, there's a five, my maths is right, yeah, five new songs that we wrote. Uh, for this album specifically and literally today we sent it off to manufacturing so we'll have a, uh, a launch party in london on june the 21st yeah there's, uh, even a, a post- an, a, there's an event uh, that you can go go to in fact it's got here touch live at the hand in hand that's right the hand in hand pub in brixton yeah it's a small little place but it, they have a loyal following there so uh, we, that's Brilliant. where we played our gig last year so and then we're also playing, I'm um, coming back again in August, we're doing a big uh, festival in Brighton for the 40th anniversary of the, of the Mod Revival, oh, That's wow. the, the Mod Weekender. So we're playing actually with a band called the Teen Beats, who were big back in the day. And it's the first time the two of us have, have shared a bill in 40 years. Wow. So it's going to be quite, it's quite a special time. So is your daughter going to come and watch you? You know, it's the sad part. She came to the gig last year, but this uh, the August gig is a 21 and over, and she's only 13, so she can't get into uh, that one. Okay, all right. And she can't make it for the June gig either, so not this year. <laughs> what a shame. Okay. But she loves the CD anyway, so she's been listening to it at home and loves it, so that's uh, I'm a happy bunny because of that. When did she discover you were in a band? I mean, you, you, what day did she find out? Because that must have been either the coolest or the weirdest day for her or you. Well, the truth is, I actually and there's kind of a bit in the middle that we haven't touched on, which is when I came to the when I came to the US, I put the guitars away. In fact, I didn't really play music for twenty plus years. Right. But when I I started going out, and there were a lot of blues bands here in Seattle, and so I got the blues bug, and I started going out and, and playing blues myself, and did that for literally ten years up until I kind of called it quits on the blues thing last December. Uh, but, and uh, you were telling me your your stage name? Yeah, stage name is Sun Jack Junior. Sun Jack Jr. Because it's a bit more bluesy than Nuri <laughs> Bernard. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't really look so good on a show bill. Yeah, yeah, um, and and bringing up on the blues. Um, so how? I mean, how did you? You know, why why did you just have the itch to 
get, stay on stage and play music? Or was it you, just your love of music that took you that way? Because some people would just say, I'd like blues and play it at home, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't go that far. I was actually encouraged to because I, that's exactly where, what I was doing was I was just playing for my own pleasure at home. Right. But then a lot of people were saying, oh, you should go out to an open mic. And then you go to an open mic and you get a really good reaction. And so people would say, hey, I would love you to come play at my place, my bar, what have you. Brilliant. And then it was not like I ever started out on this thing uh, thinking I was going to go large. It just sort of built rather organically and sort of by mistake, if you will. <laughs> well, look, I, I'm really looking forward. Um, how do I get tickets for the 21st? Um, probably the best, but it's, it's a bit um, loosey-goosey. There's a chap called Albert Cummings who I just need to send him a list of names. Okay. So if you want tickets, send, send me an email and I'll make sure Albert has your name on the door. Brilliant. I can't wait for that. Um what next for, for Nuri? Are you staying in um, corporate analyst communications, that area? Is that your, your, your thing or do you have uh, ambitions elsewhere? Yeah, I think for the foreseeable future, I'm going to stay here because uh, it's, it's been a really fascinating uh, few years doing this. And I think we're right on the cusp of uh, having some, some impact. So I want to, I want to definitely want to see that through. So I would say, yeah, I, the next uh, 18 to 24 months, I'm, I'm, Looking forward to just staying, staying here and giving it, giving it a, a better go, as it were. And when, when, whenever this may be, um, will you ever come back to England and retire? Is it? Are you now a, a stateside person permanently? That's right. I know it's a, it's a discussion my wife and I have uh, quite often, and the answer is I don't know. To be okay. honest, it's, she uh, hasn't told I, you yet. It's what you do, what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is an element of that too. Yeah. <laughs> But it's like we've, I visit so often now. I'm, I usually come over f anywhere from four to six times a year. That I, I virtually live in two countries anyway, so I get I get my dose of of, of Englishisms uh, quite frequently. Oh, good, um, Nuri. I'm going to say thank you very much for your time. It's been fascinating talking to you. It's been too long. I look forward to seeing you in June. Um, Nuri Bernard Sam, take care. Uh, thank you so much, Sam. It was a pleasure. See you. See you in June. Yes. Thank you, Sam. That show was amazing. To listen again, please visit our website, marlofm.co.uk, or visit our Facebook group, Sam Talks Technology. And now you can subscribe on iTunes. Never miss a show again. See you next week. Same time, same place.